Time now for Life on the Pirate Ship. Here's your host, Harry Arnett. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Harry. It's Amanda. Good morning. It's TGIM again, Amanda. Can you mm. believe it's already Monday? Can you believe they pay us to do this? Not the show. We do this for free. That's true. But it, it's a great day to be in here. Did you see it? how I'm faking myself into a good mood after another gut-wrenching Atlanta Falcons defeat Listen, yesterday. I feel your pain. I am now also coming off two straight weeks of L's. I don't know how you people do it. Rooting for losing teams all the time. It's tough, man. Well played. Well played. And now I hope the Steelers never win again for that one. I deserve that. My wife noticed yesterday, she's like, I don't know if we can get you through the whole season because your mood rises and falls. I said, yes, that's the problem with being an Atlanta sports fan mm. is that we're, we're pretty much perpetually in a bad mood on game day. At least you're not a Browns fan. That's good. It point. could always be worse. But at least they got other teams they now have. They, they do. They've got the Indians in the World Series. They, they won the they won the uh, NBA championship. Here's, they they worked long and hard for those two successful teams. That's a good point. Yeah. So So today on the ship show, I thought the only thing that's going to put me in a good mood <laughs> is to invite one of the nicest people in golf and a master fitter. On a, a club whisperer, if you will. If you will, I will. On the show, that. and I'm, of course, talking of Garrett Pond. When I said master club fitter and club whisperer and nicest guy in golf, who's the first person that popped in your head? Garrett. Garrett, exactly. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with Garrett, guaranteed to put at least half of us of the NFL teams that lost yesterday in a good mood. Although I'm not sure anything can cheer up Cardinals and Seahawks. Oh fans, my goodness! Or any of us that watch that game. Yeah, that was Woo. brutal. But when we get back, Garrett's guaranteed to put us in a good mood. You in? I'm in. Let's All do right. it. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back with Garrett. You're listening to the Pirate Ship Show. We all know Harry and Amanda host one of the best internet golf podcasts on the web. But did you know they're not too shabby in the kitchen? Find out on this week's Callaway Live when they're joined by Adam Rappaport of Bon Appetit. Now, back to the Ship Show. Welcome back to the show. It's Harry. It's Amanda. As promised, seated. Seated. I always mess that up. Seated. In the crow. What do we call this In the new, well. The crow's nest. Ethan had a good idea. Why can't this be hot seat bling? No, because that's way too close and similar to hot line bling. Right. That's the point. You know what Eh. that's called? You know what that's called? Consistency. Marketing. Consistent branding. Seated in the crow's nest, a.k.a. hot seat bling. I have an idea. Yeah. Why don't we start a Twitter poll? And let the people vote you can on what that. the seat should be You have be more named. followers than I do. You go for it. Will you retweet it? Yeah, of course. Garrett? Hey, hey, guys. This is, uh, <laughs> Garrett's like, hey, Will you, you retweet it? Are, we, are you guys need me now? Am I here? Are you guys done with your, your running of the mouths? I just want to say it's great to be seated here with you guys. Yeah, uh, and on uh, Hot Seat Bling, correct? Or the crow's nest. <laughs> Hot Seat Bling has got a, uh, a good ring to oh, it. Oh, wow, never Garrett. Wrong. He's never wrong. He just he knows who pays the bills. All right, there. I did a quick back of the envelope calculation on how many fittings down at the Ely Performance Ely Callaway Performance Center you've done, and I came up with the number four thousand. Wow, does that sound about right, or did I overshoot it, or did I undershoot it? That's a good question. That's probably pretty accurate. Four thousand fittings. Do you know how much patience it takes, Amanda? Although. I must say, I bet you your job is a, is great because everybody that comes and sees you is in a is got to be in a good mood when they set foot on the property down there. You know, it's funny we say that a lot actually um, that we're lucky because most of the people coming to us they're in a good mood. 
we hardly ever encounter someone that's you know having a bad day when they come to see us for those that may not really understand what the we call the ECPC is, which is the Ely Cali Performance Center, this is state-of-the-art training facility where we bring our VIPs, our PGA tour guys, our web.com tour guys, guys that may want to switch over to the Callaway brand. That is where everybody goes to get fitted. And just give me a couple of big names that have been there within the last two weeks. Don't forget the ladies. And the, the LPGA tour. Yes, 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 yes. So anyone that is professional or is super, super important, that is where they're going to get a chance to uh, get fitted with Callaway Club. So Garrett, you, you've had the chance to fit some pretty awesome people. Recently. And every now and then you'll get somebody go, how do, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you know Harry? Oh, I'm just his friend. Okay. I'll fit you. Yep. We see those too. <laughs> uh, recently we had uh, some of the Warriors come down, which was oh. really cool. So oh, they're the, pretty good. The, uh, the alt, the alt drama from the seventies, um, uh, cult classic, The Warriors, the street gang movie. Some of those warriors come out and play. Yeah. <laughs> did you um, do that when they were there? You did. I didn't. You didn't know. All right, well, I didn't think not, of it. If you're not getting a name drop, I'm going to name drop. You had Steph Curry out there. Steph Curry, Iggy, as they call him, Andre yep. Iguodala. Yep. Um, I heard there was a logo of some sort out there recently. The logo, Jerry West and his son Johnny West, great guys. Um, a lot of good golfers in that group too. Wow. I saw hashtag Chad had a video of. Um, Steph Curry's swing and, and Iguodala's swing and the West's mm-hmm. but Steph Curry's swing in particular you get the feeling that if he weren't you know one of the top two or three basketball players on the planet that guy could have played golf for a living you get the feeling he could have if that had been the sport he picked well, I had that feeling too it actually made me think about two sport athletes I was thinking about Bo Jackson mm-hmm. playing football and baseball um, this guy could be the first NBA PGA player <laughs> the seasons sort of match up a little bit. He he would get done in when June. No, both then... seasons are basically year round. <laughs> no, they don't no, no, match no, up no. at all. <laughs> no, because he because because he plays he played basketball at night. You mm, see where I'm going? <laughs> I do, I do. He could take the jet. Remember when Dion played in a uh, yeah MLB game, a MLB playoff game, and a football game on the same day? I think that Steph Curry could do that. Play golf in the morning, and if he's in the hunt, I guess he'd yeah. finish up at six o'clock. Jet over to the... He doesn't look like he needs to practice all that much. Right? He's pretty talented. I, I uh, think he plays a lot. I don't know how many uh, lessons he's had growing up. So we gave him a few pointers, and he was instantly able to put kind of everything we were talking about into into play. It's impressive. Let's talk about, though, what their mentality is, though, when they come in. Obviously, Steph Curry... He is one of the best basketball players that we have right now in the NBA. But then he comes to a golf fitting performance center. And I would expect for him to be maybe even a little bit intimidated knowing he's coming in to get fitted with the guys that, you know, fit Phil Mickelson, that, you know, they they know that you guys see the greatest players, the greatest golfers in the world. Do you guys have that conversation with them? Are they ever a little bit intimidated coming in? Uh, I didn't get the sense that that Steph was or Andre was. I don't, but that does happen a lot, especially from the VIP guests. Maybe um, some of the execs that send down their their contacts. Um, sometimes people come in and they're a little bit nervous, and I have to kind of make a bad joke and <laughs> set the mood a little bit lighter for them. And I would kinda, be good at that job, not the full fitting part, but the set it, saying the bad joke. Right? Yeah, That's you'd be fun. a pro with that. I would be good. You guys should outsource me a little bit to. We Maybe should. do a quick five or ten minutes before they come in. And what's the goal when people come down? What do you what do you say 
to them is the goal when they come in? Or do, or do you ask them? Yeah, we ask them. It's kind of a blank slate down there. We don't uh, rush anyone through um, you know, the, the process down there. We kind of get a sense for what they're looking for. And it's different for everybody. It, it, it could be different with a tour player from uh, you know one of the VIPs that come down there or one of the athletes. Um, sometimes a tour player might be coming down literally just to test golf balls. Mm. where um you know you get a consumer who's never gone through a fitting coming down there and um you hardly talk about you know what golf ball they should be playing it's more you know what kind of clubs are we putting in their bag one of the cool things and i think uh hashtag naj told me this that steph and iggy had never actually been fitted uh they never been fitted before period but they've never seen their swings on TrackMan either and TrackMan is something that you guys use out there at the ECPC. First of all, explain kind of why TrackMan helps. Obviously, we see that all the time out there with the PGA Tour players. But why does it help with the VIPs, with amateur golfers uh, to help get their clubs dialed in? And why is it so cool? Yeah, that TrackMan has been a huge addition to the golf industry in general. Um, probably one of the best advancements in technology that our sport's seen over the last 10, 15 years. Um it's a radar unit that will track uh, a lot of data points about how uh, a golfer hits a golf ball and about how a golf ball flies, you know, down range. So um, people are always into distance, right? Chicks dig the long ball. Yes, Everybody knows that. <laughs> yes, they do. So that's kind of the first thing that um, people start uh, looking at and uh, see if they can hit one club farther than the other. Or um, sometimes if we get groups down there, it becomes a little bit of a driving contest, see who can hit the ball farther. So seeing some of your own swing data for the first time for someone that's really into golf, that's like the coolest thing for some people. And well, settle this for us, because Amanda and I got in, almost got into blows on the show <laughs> a few weeks ago. If you have multiple units of TrackMan, what's the plural of that? I would call that TrackMan. TrackMan? You're on the Amanda side. I think it's a brand name. I think it's Trackman is is a brand name. So it's it's actually technically Trackmans. That's not, that just sounds wrong. Well, that's why we almost got in that huge okay. brawl. Here we go again. <laughs> All right, well, let's bring this back full circle. Then uh, allegedly. Steph had in first of all just insane numbers in general, but then when you started switching out his clubs and putting Callaway stuff in his hands, his numbers were off the charts. Do you remember? Any of the crazy numbers? Yeah, with the driver, he was really able to pick up um, a lot of distance over his his old gamer driver, which wasn't that old, just one of our competitors. Um, anything that's a couple of months old, we call it old in, <laughs> in our world down there. Yeah. So what, what other types of things for a player like him? He's a good example. <laughs> really good athlete, really good player, had never been fit. We see a lot of guys like that, that um, and women that have never actually been fit. What types of gains do you typically see, just on average, when somebody like that comes in? Uh, oh, it, I know it depends, Garrett. It, sure, it varies. Yeah. Um, some players, depending on kind of what their their goal might be, some sometimes you'll see a player that has clubs that they don't have for any real particular reason, and then you kind of start asking them what will make them have more fun with the game. And uh, kind of back to that distance um, talk we had a second ago, that's something that a lot of people say, yeah, I'd love to hit it farther. So if, if you start giving them some of the equipment that's you know, designed specifically for distance, we've seen iron gains 15, 20 yards easily um, at times, especially with those steelhead irons. Those things are just rockets. The ball goes forever off those. 
Um, but if we're working with a tour player, I would say a good goal would be to pick up three to five yards. That's like a that's like an a awesome day. If you yeah, get five yards. Because you're dealing with a tour player, they're hitting it right on the center. You know, eighty percent of the time. Yeah, and their stuff. You know, it's already been, is already maximized. Yeah, they've tried. You know, in a lot of cases, shafts to where they're dialed in already. They're fine tuning loft. Um, you know, sometimes to a tenth of a degree. They're not looking for a nine five or an eight five. They're looking for a nine five that's set up a little open or a little closed. And they're you know, they're typically already maxed out. But if you can get them an extra three yards, that's a that's a good accomplishment with a pro. Well, let's talk about pros right now. Who out of all of the PGA Tour pros that we have on staff do you get the most phone calls from, the most visits from, trying to tweak, <laughs> trying to constantly just sneak well, a little bit more out of Well, only one tour player actually has his own badge to the ECPC. Yeah, so, so I'm let's thinking talk about I might it. Know who yeah, we can, you can probably all guess who that is. That's, <laughs> that's uh, Lefty. Phil. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, he has his own. He has his own corner of the build shop. It's all Phil's stuff I've seen over it. in the corner. Yeah, so let's talk. Let's just talk about Phil for a little bit because I absolutely love this. This is a guy that we know is a tinkerer, right? We know we're going to see him in the tour truck. We know in post-round interviews he's going to be talking about the newest technology in his bag. He's going to be involved in the designing the golf ball and wedges. But you're the guy that kind of has to listen. Well, Garrett wishes that he went to the tour truck. Garrett is his tour truck. Okay, so but <laughs> you're the guy that has to listen to all of this. So let's talk about your relationship with Phil and you know just how involved he is when it comes to trying to you know eke out every every bit out of his game yeah i uh, feel real fortunate that i've gotten to uh, build a relationship with him he's just an awesome guy first of all um and then kind of growing up as a golf fan in general it's a guy you kind of idolize and love to watch play sure um so to build a relationship with him is just really 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 cool um but yeah definitely a tinker um i probably hear from him um, sometimes during the season, you know, every week at least, we're, either he's uh, wanting to try something slightly different with a club. We don't do a whole lot of testing on the range at the uh, ECPC with him. Um, Is that because there's another place he likes to uh, practice? He's got a place that he likes to practice, <laughs> um, a little more <laughs> private, even than the ECPC um, at his house. <laughs> um, but he likes to do a lot of on-course testing. So... Um, he's, you know, uh, got the benefit of being so close that he can go on course and then come back the next day if he needs to make any adjustments. So a lot of times it's, um, you know, minor adjustments to a lie angle on a hybrid or a three wood, uh, or loft on, uh, um, on one of those clubs as well. And, um, you know, we might tweak it one tenth of a degree and then try and get a little better performance. And that process has to go, um, from that little adjustment to the club, back to the course, uh, practicing. Sometimes it'll go, you know, in a tournament. Um, tournament swing can be a little bit different than even an on-course practice swing for a player like that. So we might end up uh, having to kind of fine-tune a club or two um, after a few tournaments even. When you're sitting there down at the Performance Center and the phone rings and you look down and it's Phil, What's the first thing that goes through your mind when you see it? You're, he's, he needs something. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it. Here we go again. He, he needs something. He's a guy, too, that of all the tour players I've known in my golf career of doing this kind of job, he plays more uh, 
recreational golf. I mean, it's not recreational mm, for him yeah. because he's he's obviously trying stuff. But right. on a week that he's not playing in a tournament, mm-hmm. he's going to play golf three or four times that week. Yeah, he, I mean, unreal. Most guys just they want to get away from it. Well, it's interesting at the. He's one of the few guys that you're like, of course, Phil would do this when he swapped out some clubs at the Tour Championship in preparation for the Ryder Cup, right? And everyone is just kind of crushing him on this, right? He's not playing well. Why would you choose to switch out your bag, you know, at that week, you know, to prepare? Are you watching? I'm, I'm assuming when you watch that at home, you have a very different perspective than what just the general fan would have about kind of switching out equipment at, at a time like that. You know, we have a saying down at the test center <laughs> about Phil. And one thing you always know about Phil is you never know. <laughs> so um, it sounded like it would be a surprise to hear that, you know, he's switching a club, you know, that close to two big events. But uh, that's just the way he is. I've learned to never second guess him. Yeah. Because he usually is right. Right. about whatever it is that he's got up in the old melon of what he wants to try. And no one knows their game better than he knows his own game. Well, let me ask you this. If uh, he likes to do all these things, you know, in his own practice facility, all that stuff, who actually will change the loft and lie on his clubs? Does he do it himself or do you guys do it for you, him? You know, he does have some equipment at his house. I've gone over there and kind of checked it out and, um, <laughs> you know, got it, helped him get it set up. Um but I don't think he uses it a whole lot. He br- he likes to bring it in, and um, you know, there's something to be said about having the same set of eyes, the same set of hands, and even the same piece of equipment adjusting a club because you can get a little bit of variance from all those all those different factors. Were you ready to pull your beard out? You're bald, so I can't say pull your hair out. But were you ready to pull your beard out when he called you and said, "Hey, I got all this equipment, so I can just adjust my own clubs. Can you come over and help me out?" No, it was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't, he, why wouldn't he have his own equipment? Of course he's going to have his own. He's got his own driving range, his own putting greens. Of course he's going to have his own just, loft yeah, line machine. It's a really cool setup. It's it's hard to describe, but yeah, it's awesome. He's got a lot of his old equipment kind of um, showcasing his, um, you know, all the stuff that he's used throughout his career. And he showed me, um, you know, the clubs that he had when he went from college to turning professional. Wow. And uh, it's just really cool to see the history that he's he's we got from his own career. Chad and AJ over there, yeah, to uh, to document all that. Like they they did that with Arnold Palmer stuff um, during the U.S. Open. U.S. Open, exactly. I was mm-hmm. going to say during the uh, during the Masters, but it was during the U.S. Yep, Open. U.S. Open week. Yeah, send him over there. Oh gosh, we know yeah. that they like to stalk celebrities. How how annoying was that to have Chad and AJ <laughs> swarming around you trying to get the Warriors into it? Uh, new clubs. I've gotten used to them by now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't phase me. Every at all. picture, every picture I felt like had an AJ photo bomb in it. Yeah, <laughs> it is interesting though. Phil Mickelson, like his World Golf Hall of Fame locker, is pretty decked out more so than other. First of all, because he has so many incredible memories from you know major championships where he's done amazing things. So he has a lot to donate. You know that. People will realize, oh, that was that moment, that was that club, whatever. But like you said, he keeps everything. So he can swap things out in that locker, and it seems like he'll never run out of amazing stories and have the clubs or, you know, other artifacts and stuff to to kind of back it up. Yeah, imagine if you kept, you know, something from every cool event from your career and (laughs) you have that many of them from him. Yeah. Does he have, like, his own room, or is it, like, just all in the garage? What, how... 
Where does he keep all this Man, stuff? Man, that's fascinated by this. <laughs> I uh, am, yeah, because it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's got like a really uh, cool garage, and there's like a, a room, you know, adjacent to the garage that's kind of the golf the golf spot. His wife must be a saint. My <laughs> wife would be, are you, are you going to clean up that last, that 30-year collection yeah. of clubs that you've played? The ultimate well, How long cave, is that right? going to stay in our garage? Yeah, that's awesome. I bet well, she's probably used to it. Yeah. That's good. Did I, did I tell you, Amanda... With a, with Garrett coming in, it was going to put us both in a great mood. It's true. It I have one more question, then I'm going to let Harry thank everyone for being here. Who's the number one? Who's one of your favorite people you've ever fit before, celebrity wise? That is not a golfer that you were maybe surprised by. Um, you know, I got to tell you, I had a, a really good time. You guys have sent so many uh, um, celebrities down. You know, from your show. I had a really fun time broing out with Chris Harrison. Oh, yes. <laughs> the ultimate bro. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was just, you know, really, really pleasant to be around and a pretty good golfer. Um, but there's been there's been so many. Scarface was a really fun guy as well. Yeah. Um, really entertaining guy there. Those two in particular are continuing to on text chains with both about how much they love their new stuff and... It's sort of like they have their own money list from their bets that they go back to their home clubs <laughs> on. So they're both significantly uh, deeper pockets now. Nice. With uh, <laughs> with the new stuff we've put in there. Oh, well, that's Good awesome. Thank you so much for coming in here. I think maybe, Harry, what are your thoughts on Garrett and I doing a little feature about Phil Mickelson and all the weird, crazy stuff that he likes to do? Uh, yeah, I think that would be great. Phil might not like that as much, but we can we can talk Garrett, about that. Garrett, you text I'll Phil. I'll take plausible deniability yeah, on that. Yeah, get the approval from Phil, and then you and I will get this done, and maybe we'll shoot it at Phil's house. I'll work on that. Okay. <laughs> She's got it all worked out. Maybe on a, sun, on, a, on a sunny afternoon, maybe like a pool party. Why don't yeah, you just do yeah. that? Perfect. Amy can come. <laughs> That'll be perfect. Yeah. He doesn't even need to be there. No, never mind, Garrett. I You're like uninvited. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, I, as I said, I'm in a great mood now with Garrett here. Garrett, thanks for being here. Amanda, hope you have a great day. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time on Wednesday on The Ship Show. Yeah, happy Monday. Thanks for listening to Life on the Pirate Ship. For more great content like this, visit CallawayGolf.com.